Welcome to episode number 72 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We've started a new series of lessons dealing with the issue of faith. We've come off of about 40 issues, I guess, dealing with the area of finance and prosperity. And the issues related to spiritual prosperity is always crucial to financial prosperity. So if you want to go back and listen to those topics, they're still there. They're still online. And, but today we're going to go into and continue this new teaching, which is one that I have really thoroughly enjoyed putting together and studying and preparing for, and that's the area of faith. Today's podcast is entitled, Faith Requires Our Focus. Anything in our life requires focus. If we want to start a budget, then we need to stay focused. If we want to go out and find the right person that we want to wind up marrying someday, we need to stay focused on what we're looking for, the type of person, the type of attitude, and all the various things going into that. So today, there's no difference when we come to the word focus when it comes to dealing with our faith. A lot of folks don't seem to have faith that lasts very long. They'll pray and expect instantly that God's going to take care of that need when in reality, God is a sovereign God. He knows what's best for us, and he knows when we ask for a need or a request of any type, what is a blessing and what could be a problem for us. So let's just trust God and believe that he is going to help us when it comes to knowing the right thing for our life. And then I believe over time, we'll learn how to pray, what to pray for, and to pray according to God's will and according to the instructions that we find in his word. So today, I know that's a fast or long introduction, but we're going to, I believe, accomplish some wonderful things today. We have some goals set to help you understand what focusing is all about and what faith needs in order to be successful in our life. So let's pray first and see how the Holy Spirit wants to lead us. Lord, we need your help today. I need your guidance. I need your wisdom. I need your anointing in order to bring this message to those who are listening in today. I pray, Lord, that as we approach the topic of faith, that we'll understand, God, that faith is a substance. It's real. It's something we can hang on to. It's something we can almost touch in our life. Help us to understand that. Reveal it to us, Lord, through your Spirit. I pray for an anointing upon all those who are listening in today, that, Father, they'll step right in and believe, God, that their faith can grow. They know that you gave them a measure of faith. Lord, I know there's a way that our faith can increase. And Father, that's my dream. That's our goal today, to see how our faith can increase and how we will have focus to stay tuned in to how God wants to work in our life. Thank you for this opportunity, and I'll give you praise for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. As a child, I had a very difficult time staying focused. In school, I would sit in class and think about dozens of things I wanted to do. I remember gazing out the windows and thinking about what the cloud formations looked like. I wonder if you've ever done that, ever looked outside and seen clouds and that you may have seen them in the shape of an animal or a bird or a mountain or whatever it might be, but I sure did. I imagined at times, I would literally imagine that I was watching animals fly through the sky when in reality it was just simply cloud formations. Or sometimes I look at sailing ships or faces of cartoon characters. Well, while my English teacher would be speaking on nouns, verbs, and adverbs, I would be thinking of hitting a home run in my Saturday Little League game. It's interesting, as a little kid, 
I really liked going to school at times, and I liked looking out the windows. I certainly enjoyed that. But I've noticed today that many schools don't have very many windows in their classrooms. And I think that's kind of a shame because it's nice to just once in a while take a little break, look outside, and see what God has done with the formations in the sky. So anyways, let's move on. Today, windows have been removed from most classrooms. And I realize it's better for the students to say focus if they don't look out the window. But I think a little daydreaming could generate some amazing dreams in our youth. Now, if I was in school today, they would diagnose me with ADHD. That's Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. When I think about it, I would be given the ADH label today. Please understand that I'm not making fun of ADHD. And I realize it's a challenge to deal with in some children. However, we need to be careful not to label all creative minds with some type of disorder. Now, to be totally honest, I still have times when it's hard to stay focused and keep my train of thought. I like to define focused as this, to keep on track and to concentrate, to stay right on line with what you've decided to do, to think about, or to act on. Now, in God's Word, we are told to keep our focus on God's Word. In the book of Isaiah, in chapter 26 and verse 3, I'm going to be reading a verse to you out of the New Living Translation. And it says this, You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. (laughs) That's interesting. So I guess one of the ways to stay focused is to keep our thoughts fixed on God. Evidently, when we trust God and fix our thoughts on God then we have a greater chance of staying focused. Now, in my years of working with families, I've discovered that many of the people that I help have a very difficult time staying focused. They lose focus on what they want and what they must do in order to accomplish their dreams and their goals. So let's kind of look at some of the steps we need to take. The first step in staying focused is to have peace in our thought process. Now, the only way to have peace is to trust in the Lord. Trust that God brings peace. Now that peace will keep us focused on God's promises. Sounds pretty easy, right? But in reality, most of the people I know say, always trusting in God in everything is difficult. They'll tell me they believe that having peace in everything is almost impossible. And some will even say that in today's society with all the distractions and challenges, how can we ever stay focused on anything? Well, We can. We can if we yield to the anointing and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yes, in our own life, in our own thought process, in our own minds, in our own flesh, it's hard to stay focused. It's also hard to have patience, and it's also hard to be at peace. But when we enter into the realm of being led by the Holy Spirit, by the Spirit of the living God, we can have peace that passes all understanding, and that peace will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Now, even after I mention that scripture to you, to having your heart and your mind at peace, I know that it concerns people and it brings forth a lot of questions. By the way, don't think I always have all the answers to everything and all this in order. My thought process can derail. However, my God can keep me on track if I stay focused on Him. That's the key to being focused in order to have faith in our walk with God. Now let's go back to the words of Isaiah 26.3 in the New Living Translation. 
and listen to these words very carefully. We've talked a little bit about peace. We've talked about how the Bible brings peace. And then we've talked about how we need to have that peace that passes all understanding. And it will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So let's read it with that background. Let's read that verse again. Isaiah 26, verse 3, New Living Translation. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Isn't that interesting? The Bible tells us we can have perfect peace. Now, we are not perfect. We know that. But we serve a God who is. God the Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ the Son have unmeasurable peace without limit, peace without limits. And they can pass that on to us as we walk in the direction of the Holy Spirit and lean upon God and trust Him. And we can do that by prayer and by reading His Word and by thanking God for what he's done in the past and what he's going to do in the future. All right, having peace and trust come from being fixed or focused on something bigger and greater than ourselves. That's another step in staying focused in order to increase our faith. Let me repeat that again. Let me just repeat what I just said. I wrote it down here somewhere. Having peace and trust come from being fixed or focused on something bigger and greater than ourselves. Now, can, can we all agree that our God is bigger and greater than we are? I would think so. And if we are able to focus on God's greatness, then we have a chance to focus on his ability and not our ability. If we agree with Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, now I'm moving it to another scripture here. It's found in Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, New Living Translation. Listen to this. This is how God talks about our thoughts. It says here, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Wow. So not only does God tell us that we can have perfect peace and that we can have peace and if we trust God and if our thoughts are fixed on him, then he says, I've got thoughts that I'm willing to give to you, share with you. You see, God wants to give us the way he thinks. He wants us to think the way he thinks. And when we do that, we'll stay focused. And when we stay focused, it's going to have a great impact on our faith. And we're going to believe that God's going to be able to do things because we don't lack, we don't distrust, we don't fear. We don't have anxiety. Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing, but everything through prayer or supplications with thanksgiving make our requests made known to God. So we need to have rest and peace in order to stay focused. So in here, if we want to stay focused, then God's ways and his thoughts are the way that we should go. And if we do that, we'll be able to stay focused on believing everything in life comes from what we see as nothing. Now, I think that's a great teaching. I believe that when we go back to the first lesson I had here on faith, I talked about the promises found in the book of Romans, uh, and it goes all the way back to the book of Genesis when God spoke to Abraham. And he said, I'm going to create something from nothing. Abraham, I know you're not able to have children in your flesh. And Sarah, I know you're not able to have children in your flesh. However, I'm going to bring something from nothing. And he made that promise. And he said, Abraham, you will be the father of many nations. And then Paul talked about that. The Apostle Paul talked about that encounter God had with Abraham. And he said that, and he talked about that in the 
book of Romans, and he said that God said that he would bring forth those things that are not as though that they are. So he's basically saying, I'll bring something from nothing. Now, we can't think that way if we are not in focus, if we're not in tune and have trust and faith and confidence that God is going to be able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think according to the power that he's placed in us. Let me make a statement again about, about focus. I've written that down also. I made I wrote a lot more notes than I normally do, and I've written a lot of things here that I wanted to share with you today because I wanted to stay focused. Isn't that interesting? I'm teaching you on how to be focused, and I know how I need to be focused is to write it down and write down the thoughts that I want to share with you, and then I stay focused on those thoughts then I'll be able to pass on to you what I believe God has given me. So if we stay focused on God's ways, listen to this, and his thoughts, then we will be able to stay focused on believing everything in life comes from what we see as nothing. We can look at a need and not just be wrapped up in the need, not be wrapped up in the problem, whether it be in our life or someone else's life, and we don't have to get ourselves all distracted with the circumstances. You see, our circumstances rob us from focus, they rob us from faith, and they rob us from having the trust and belief that God can do it and will do it. And it robs us of having the kind of faith that God wants us to have. Now, that's when we will believe. If we will think that things can come from nothing, that's when we will believe that we serve a God who's able to bring life into everything. Staying focused on the promise of everything in life coming from nothing is the key to believing it in our life. Let me give you an example. When I was diagnosed several years ago, well, it's almost six years ago now, with multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer, incurable, no way that they could guarantee me I'd be healed through this thing. And they basically said that if our medication doesn't work, you're going to be you're going to be gone in six months. I remember when they said that, a lot of people now, when that's told them, the response is cries and whatever, and that's fine, and tears, and, and then a lot of things happen in their heart and mind. But when the doctor told me that in six months, I may not be alive, I didn't take but two seconds to look right back at him. And I said, you know, that's interesting. So what you're trying to do is scare me with heaven. So what I'm telling them is, no bad thing can happen to me because I have the promise of heaven in my life. Now, if you don't have the promise of heaven in your life, then you can correct that right now. You can correct it by just simply repeating these words. Just say, Father, I'm sorry for the sin in my life. I've committed sins and I need to be forgiven. And the Bible tells me that if I'll confess my sins that you're faithful to forgive me. So I confess them. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me. And I want to serve Jesus Christ the rest of my life. I receive you now as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I said that kind of fast, but I said it because it's crucial to understand that if you don't have faith in Christ, then you can't have faith in heaven. If you don't have faith in Christ or heaven, then you're kind of shallow on the amount of faith that you have spiritually. So faith comes about through our faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that faith expands and grows so that when we hit a trial, a challenge, a problem, we don't have to just throw our hands up in the air and just say, well, it's over now. I have no hope. And I guess I'm going to die because the doctor said I was going to. No, I basically looked at that situation and, and forgive me for using my personal example, but it's always one of the best ones I can give because I lived it. I experienced it. I'm not saying I have super colossal faith and, and I've got greater faith than anyone else. No, but I know that what I believe and I know that God is able. And so when they said you could die, I said, really? So then you're trying to scare me with heaven. When you say that, what you're saying is I'm believing for something coming from nothing. And I looked at the doctor and I said, you know, this is going to be a miracle. And you're going to sit here and watch and see the hand of God move in my life. 
And he patted me on the shoulder and he said, yeah, that's nice, that's good. But see, my faith was strong, but his wasn't. He's a doctor, he's a scientist, and he had a lot of doubts. And I said, he said, so you really believe that when you die, you go to heaven? I said, oh, yes, yes. And when this is over, I said, when this is all over and I'm healed, I'm restored, because I don't believe God's done with me yet, I said, you're going to believe it too. And he just looked at me with kind of a blank look, but he said, you know, that's pretty, pretty strong. That's pretty amazing. And then since that time, God's touched me, God's healed my body, and now the doctors are even saying what's happening in my body, in my physical body, has truly been a miracle. So let's move on and get off of me now and go back to this teaching on how to stay focused on our faith. Now, why is it so difficult to stay focused? Now, I like to, when I repeat it or make a statement like that or a question like that, I always like to say, I'm so glad that you asked that question. Obviously, you didn't, but nonetheless, let's move on. There are so many things now, I believe, that in our life that steal our focus away from the promises of our God. We allow fear and doubt to rob us of God's promises. There's a spiritual battle taking place in our mind. Jesus came to give us the abundant life. And at the same time, the devil came to kill, to steal, and destroy. So we've got this battle going on inside of us and outside of us where the devil's trying to distract us, rob us of our faith, and place fear in our life. And God, God the Father and His Son Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the the three-in-one Trinity, they are speaking life and abundant life to us and telling us that you are more than a conqueror. You're more than what you think you are and you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above, beyond anything you can imagine or even think and all the promises of God that, that He'll always be with us and He'll never leave us nor forsake us. All those promises are there. They need to be in our heart and in our mind and that keeps us focused on the things of God. But now the devil is trying to come after us. See, he's our adversary. He will try to distract us in any way that he can. So let me give you an example, maybe of a distraction that happened to me. As the pastor of church of a church, I had a lot of messages that I brought out every Sunday. So Sunday would come around, and I would sometimes wonder, Lord, do you really want me to go to church today? I don't know for sure. Maybe maybe I should call in sick. Now you might say, Oh my goodness, you're a pastor and you thought about calling in sick. Yeah, I did. Not very often, but maybe maybe once every couple of years, I'd start thinking, well, maybe maybe somebody else could do a better job of this. And don't be kidding yourself. You probably have called in sick to the church yourself when you didn't need to stay home. And we've all done that. And I think we can get robbed. So on a Sunday when I was pastoring, it would come around and, and the people in the congregation decided not to go to church because they were facing trials or they just don't feel like going. Then they would call me on Monday and they would say, Pastor, I need to set up a time to discuss a challenge that I have in my life. You see, the Holy Spirit distracted them. They lost focus on going to church. And the particular need that they had, I mean, the very exact need that they had in their life, whether it was financial or whether it was marital or whatever it might have been, health issues, many, many times, that was the topic that I was preaching on that Sunday. And I was focused. I was ready to bring that message. And I know it was for them And the reason I know it's for them because I'm talking with them a few days later and they're telling me about all the problems and all the challenges they're facing and how can I handle it and how can I deal with the stress and how can I deal with the anxiety and where do I get my strength and how can I have hope to believe and how come my faith isn't as strong as it should be? And they would go on and on. You see, people didn't realize that being distracted and not attending church robbed them of receiving one of the promises of God. Now, I use this example because I've experienced it dozens and dozens of times with people in our church. 
Let me just give you this little quote. It's in my book someplace. We allow distractions to rob us of God's promises. Now, the book that I'm talking about is the one that I'm preaching from and teaching from and giving you this series of messages on faith. It's entitled, Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. I wrote that book a year or so ago, and it was one that inspired me deeply. And it's interesting, I wrote the book, and then right after that, I wound up with the challenges, some of the challenges in my life that were pretty disturbing and pretty difficult, but I was just prepared for it because God had prepared my heart and got me ready to believe for those things that are not as though they are. When I was diagnosed with incurable cancer, I believed that God wasn't done with me yet. Let me give you another example. I remember a young single mom saying to me after service one day, she was so happy she brought her kids to church because the message I gave on forgiveness was the biggest issue she was facing in her own life. She didn't have the faith to deal with it and she couldn't stay focused with that faith. She did not allow the distraction though of staying home keep her from receiving what she needed to hear from the Lord. Now the story of the Apostle Thomas also known as Doubting Thomas, is so relevant to getting distracted or losing our focus on something other than God's promises. And that promise is that God will bring something from nothing. Now, we all know the story of the Apostle Thomas. He was doubting that Jesus hadn't been raised from the dead. Thomas said this, unless I see, I will not believe. Now, there's a lot of people that feel that way today. They think they've got to see it, when in reality, most faith You don't see it before it actually comes to pass. Now, Thomas would only believe after he could see that the power of God had brought life from death. Thomas had to physically examine the hands of Jesus in order to believe. Now, I keep saying now, but I feel I'm, I'm kind of excited about this lesson. I hope that you are. I hope that you're catching it, and I hope that you're receiving the energy that I believe is in me to, to pass on you today. It's, it's the same with us today. We focus on what we can see, and we don't focus on what God wants us to see through faith in Him. You see, if we focus on what we can't see, we will never believe God's promises. We'll never have the faith. If we wait around where we got to see it before it happens. You won't get that new job until you're offered that new job. You need to see yourself in that new job and call forth that thing that's not as though that it is. If you're looking for a job, you can call forth a job and say, Father, I just pray in Jesus' name you're going to provide it for me and believe it and have faith to receive it. Now, getting back to Thomas, Jesus said to Thomas in John 20, 29, in the New Living Translation, he said this, you believe because you have seen. Listen to this. This wraps up our session today, and I'll be commenting on it just a little bit. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. Wow. Talk about faith. Talk about staying focused. Jesus told Thomas, you believe because you've seen me, but blessed are those who believe without seeing me. I believe Jesus is also saying, blessed is those who have a need, but they are believing without seeing it that I'm going to meet that need. Now, I can't answer all the questions as to why God answers prayer sometimes and other times he doesn't. Let me just say it this way. I believe God answers prayer all the time, but sometimes the answer is no, or sometimes the answer is not now, and sometimes the answer is I've got better plans for you, or whatever it might be. But remember, blessed are those who believe without seeing. Now, let me say this. Allow me to make this statement to you, that blessed are those who believe that everything comes from nothing. Listen to that. Blessed are those who believe 
that everything comes from nothing. What if I, going back to my case with I was being diagnosed with terminal cancer, what if I would just would have simply accepted that, bought it, six months I was going to be dead and been over? I believe that my whole physical body and my emotional body, my spiritual mind, my faith would have just died. And I would have just accepted the fact that, well, I'm just, I'm just going to die. And I think I would have basically passed away. I believe that. But I just couldn't accept that. I couldn't accept that that judgment on me because I knew that God had plans for my life. And so I didn't want to say, okay, well, I guess someone told me it's all over for me, so I guess it's all over. But it's not. And it's the same way with you. Believe those things that are not as though that they are. Listen to this. Blessed are those who believe before they see the end result. That's staying focused. That is staying focused, and that is what I call faith. Let me read those two. I wrote them down here so I could spend some time on them. Allow me to make this statement here. I wrote it just like this. That blessed are those who believe that everything comes from nothing. And then blessed are those who believe before they see the end result. You you see, if we focus on what we can't see, we will never believe God's promises. If we focus on the things that that are not, then we're not going to have the faith to believe that they can become something. As you know, the title of my book that I talked about, the book that I'm, I'm literally teaching from, the one I wrote, I'm not taking anything from anyone else. These are my words that God gave me. These are the, this is the words that the Lord gave me. And I'm using my book as an outline to keep me, me what, focused. I need to have some notes in front of me. I need to have something that shows I've studied and prepared. So I'm actually reviewing and studying the book that I've already written so I can then bring forward to you, I believe, what God wants you to hear today and what you need to hear. By faith, I say that because I don't know who's listening. I don't know why you're listening. I don't know what your needs are, but I know the one who does know, and that's God the Father. And I know that we need faith in order to really go from day to day. And we need faith to believe that God is able. In order to get that faith, we've got to be focused in our life and our walk with God. Receive everything from what we call nothing is, I guess I could have called this whole series that, but I really believe that this entire teaching is a teaching on faith because that's that's the whole premise of this. You see, do, do you believe that statement? Let me just ask you that question just, just for a second. Think about what I've just said. Do you believe that everything comes from what we call nothing? You know, we've got to accept that. We've got to believe that what we think, there's, there's no option, there's nothing there, then God can bring it to pass. You know, you wouldn't even be here to listen to this today. You wouldn't have been born had God not brought something from nothing. You wouldn't have the faith to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior had God not made this statement in his word that says he'll bring life into those things that are dead. He will bring to life what other people say there is no life. So you've got to believe it. Have you caught how it applies to your life? Are you catching the idea of what it means to have faith for things that you can't see? So what are you focused on? Let's close with that. What are you focused on? Are your circumstances robbing you of God's promises? Does your prayer life reveal your trust in God's promises? Or is there a lack of prayer in order to basically just kind of pass on something and say, well, I guess it's not going to happen. There's no need praying about it. No, we need to pray and focus and believe through faith that God is able. Do everyday distractions in your life keep you from experiencing the abundant life that Jesus promised? 
I see my time is coming to an end because I'm trying to keep these at about 30 minutes. I know that's the proper listening time for people, but I just can't get everything in in one session. So I'm going to kind of rename this particular session and call it part one. And it's literally part one of faith requires our focus. And I'm going to bring part two in the next sessions coming up in, in session number 70. Three, we'll be bringing a part two of faith requires our focus. You see, when when Daniel was in the lion's den, I, I can't end here. I just got things I want to share with you. He did not focus on the lion. If he had, he would have died. When Paul was facing shipwreck in the stormy sea, did he focus on the storm or on God's promise of safety? Now, when we face the challenges in life, we must stay focused on God's promises. So let me give you this. Do we believe that his ways are greater than ours and that his thoughts are greater and higher than ours and that his ways are better and that he wants to bless us? I believe now if we catch hold of God's promises that everything in life comes from nothing, that we will live an overcoming life. We will focus on God bringing life into any situation We will tell others to think of how God will turn what Satan meant for bad to be something that God will make good. Focusing on the promises of God brings a life of hope, peace, and joy. Looking at the promise of life from death will bring to life the dreams of your paths. Wow. Looking at the promise. I got Even though I wrote it down, I got to read it again. Looking at the promise of life from death will bring to life the dreams of your past. So I'm going to pray, close this out because I got so much to talk about in the next session. Father, thank you once again for this opportunity. And I pray that people, Lord, will truly believe and catch the idea that something in their life that they've given up on that you can bring to life, Father. That maybe they've been married and divorced, married and divorced, and they just don't think marriage is for them. But God, you are able to do exceedingly abundantly above anything, Father God, that we can imagine or even think. Father God, those that want to get remarried, you can bring someone into their life. Those that need a physical touch, you can bring health and healing into their life. Those people who have given up their dreams of the past and their hope in the past can pick them up and walk with them and run with them and experience, Father, your blessing. I thank you, God, for this opportunity I've had to bring this message at this time to those who've listened in. And I pray that you would touch them and bring them back to our next session, Father. And I'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I'm excited. I hope that you are and I hope you receive something from today's podcast. If you're interested in getting additional information on this teaching, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get onto my webpage, you'll be able to see a link there that you can Take a look at all the books that I've written, books on finances, on miracles, on faith for veterans and help for veterans, and things I believe that'll bless your life because this is called Quality Christian Living. And all the topics we talk about, I believe, will show us how we can truly live a quality Christian life. If you're interested in getting more teaching on the area of faith, then continue to tune in and you might even look to a book that I've written and I've mentioned it before in this, Receive Everything from What You Call Nothing or What We Call Nothing. And if you would like to get that book, it's available on my webpage and you can pick it up at usually at most any bookstore. So I pray also if you're interested in subscribing to my podcast that you can do that on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So now may the Lord 
bless you and keep. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. May you receive faith to believe for those things that are not as though that they are. And may you prosper in all things. My next episode is entitled, Faith Requires Our Focus, Part 2. Until next time, may God richly bless you.